0: Hello, I'm Pamela Davis. Welcome to Episode 21 of the Well Done Life Podcast. Hello, I'm Pamela Davis, and welcome again to Episode 21 of the Well Done Life Podcast. The Well Done Life Podcast is about sharing experiences to build community through learning from each other. If you're new here, you're just in time. If you've been here before, thank you for joining my journey. I appreciate the opportunity to learn and connect with you. It is a lovely Sunday afternoon at 434, and we are here about to dive into episode 21. I'm so excited to talk to you about it because as you may or may not know, I like to do a recap uh, every seventh episode. I think it's important to take stock of where we've been. It gives us an opportunity to process the wins or losses that helped us get to where we are, and with everything going on right now in the world, it's more important than ever to stay mindful of our progress. Lasting change doesn't come quickly, and we have to make sure we're taking steps that make an impact in all areas of life. So before I dive in too far, I want to give praise and reverence to all of the first responders out there, even though it may seem like we've forgotten about the coronavirus, it's still out there. And we still definitely have people, unfortunately, getting sick, and we're nowhere near where we used to be. So I just want to make sure we celebrate the people who are still going out there every day, going to work to make our lives easier. Thank you so much. So like I said, this is episode 21, and I'm one of those waist-bead-wearing, sage-burning, God-believing, intentional kind of life kind of people. So I like to set these recap episodes off by looking at the meaning of the number, Again, there is intention in everything around us, and we have to pay attention to it. It's a key to what's to come. So let's talk about the meaning of the number 21. The most important thing that will help us understand the deeper spiritual meaning of the number 21 is to discover the meanings of numbers 2 and 1. Number 2 is known as the number of relationships, cooperation, diplomacy, and trust, while number 1 usually represents new beginnings and a positive attitude. It is believed that our guardian angels use number 21 frequently in order to send us messages. Uh, Number 21 is reminding us that we have to take care of our beliefs and thoughts because they will be responsible for creating our own reality. If you think positively, your life will be much better and you will attract positive things to you. The key thing that um, I took away from that is that This is a time to take care of our own beliefs and thoughts because they will be responsible for creating our own reality. With all of the civil unrest and illness in America, it's easy to be triggered. Um, If you're not triggered, I'll be honest, I'm actually amazed. As I discussed in episode 15, um, I suffer from anxiety. It's a direct result of trauma that I experienced after the loss of my father, and it can be crippling if I allow it to be. The weight of my responsibilities, taking care of my mom and my sister and work, etc., take a lot out of me sometimes. So I have to take uh, social media breaks, solo trips, quiet moments, etc. to balance out the noise. I hope with everything going on right now that you are making some time to do the same. You have to guard your soul. You have to guard your energy because really to sum it up, you can only pretend to be so strong for so long. And um, make sure you surround yourself with people and things that really speak to your soul. It's essential for your happiness and moisture. (laughs) Um, People always laugh when I talk about maintaining my moisture. But in episode 16, I broke that down for you. Um, Essentially, really, it's just about in order to live your best life and to keep looking young, you have to take care of yourself by drinking lots of water and telling the energy vampires in your life to kick rocks. And I mean seriously, Kick Rocks, no one has time for relationships on any level that don't add value. And I'm not talking about money, because that's always the first thing that people think of, which I think is odd when we start talking about sometimes value in relationships. I'm talking about relationships that allow you to grow, heal, learn, or restore um, relationships that are built on reciprocity, the quality or state of being reciprocal, you know, mutual dependence, action, or influence, as defined by the Merriman Webster dictionary. Because sometimes you have to be clear about reciprocity. It's a new word for a lot of people, and a lot of people aren't familiar with it. But reciprocal is just about mutual gain and benefit. And and I really feel like we're all at a point in our lives where we can't allow ourselves to be in situations that don't do that. Because it's all about maintaining peace on all levels. I mean, our peace is challenged so much right now. And wherever you look, I mean, I woke up this morning and my peace was um, disturbed just by looking at the news. So it's important that we protect what we have. We have to make our peace and our happiness a priority, even in the midst of all the storm. Um that kinda led me into episode seventeen. Uh in seventeen I kinda took a different approach. I wanted to talk to the new generation because in order for me, again, as a part of maintaining my peace and protecting my energy, I wanted to make sure that I give reverence to the new generation that's coming. I really think that 2020, and I would have since I would probably think we all agree, has really pulled back the blanket. For this particular group of high school and graduating seniors in college in regards to the realities of the world. Because I don't know about you, but when I was their age, I was so sheltered that all I could think about was taking on the world by making my mark with a large corporation. All I wanted was a great job, money, and a new car. Saving the world wasn't even on my radar back then. I just wanted to take my piece of it. Um, but it's funny the group of 2020, they're having their eyes opened because they're going to be the ones to help save it. Because they're getting a front row seat to watching it all fall apart. They're doing the work that we didn't do. And it's my generation's duty, I feel, to support them on all levels. So I wanted them to know that even though this isn't the introduction that they wanted, this is the introduction that we needed to create a world that they deserve. And I really feel like we have to, again, continue to support this new generation who is continuously out there fighting for us because they're the ones who have the energy and desire to do it. And then behind them, we have to be the ones that leverage our influence, our money, our voices, our platforms, our power to help really bring about change in a strong, effective, and permanent way. And when I um, then transitioned over into episode 18, (laughs) Um, with everything going on, I kind of thought we kind of should kick it old school and talk about grace and boundaries. Again, the world has been changed forever with COVID-19. Here in Florida, we're in the middle of a hurricane season on top of a contentious election year and the fact that there is civil unrest going on within our country, and it's exposing different areas of our communities, regardless of wherever you live, that have some areas that they need to address. Because now we're all at a point, um, a breaking point, would you say, of systematic racism and oppression. So I want to talk about being able to talk about the fact that we're not okay. And the fact that we're all kind of feeling this pressure to present a front That's everything is perfect. We can go back to work. We can handle our families. We can go out and spend money and and travel and do all these wonderful things, which are great. But emotionally, we're not okay. So it's okay to verbalize those feelings. The world's not going to end, and we're not going to attract negativity to our lives by being honest about how we feel, because we have to be vulnerable. We have to be honest. That's the only way that we create situations where people actually get an opportunity to learn from the experiences of minorities and understanding what it's like to have to deal with this oppressive system or the fear of the police or the fears that our younger generations are expressing about what they're seeing in this world, we have to give each other that grace and boundary to be able to be vulnerable and to be open to one another because that's what's going to help us grow. And for me that was like such a really strong pivotal point because in episode 19, I really I think was the most vulnerable that I've been since starting this. Um it was very raw. I was very raw talking about my experiences as a black woman in America and being vulnerable is definitely a challenge I'm very sensitive but I have to admit through experience and time and life I tend to put a protective shell around my emotions or as I've discussed before I compartmentalize my pain so that I can keep going Um, but as I was saying as a black woman in America you we feel this pressure to be strong we always have to be that that voice of reason um, for most people. And there's just so much that we experience that chips away at our soul. But I feel that we are at that breaking point where, like I mentioned, we have to lend our voice in the right way to what's going on. And that's by sharing our truths, because I feel like by sharing my truth and my experiences It gives an open dialogue opportunity. It gives us the chance to really sit down and reflect. And it's so funny, again, how this is happening right at this time because we don't have so many distractions. We can actually sit and listen and absorb and understand. So I feel like we have to continue to share um, this truth. And I'll keep doing it. I will keep trying to share my voice and help change our country for the next generation and beyond. Because I want us to make sure that we're building allies across all racial lines that will help us end systematic and oppression, um, systematic oppression and racism forever. Because this is not just a black li- a Black Lives Matter. It is, but any group that is a minority is at risk of being oppressed. So we have to look at it from that perspective. It's not all lives matter. Don't mistake that statement for that. This is the fact that I can say black lives matter, trans lives matter, Hispanic lives matter, um, Haitian lives matter, because we classify people even by the culture of their that they're from. Any minority in this country, country their life matters. And we have to value that and respect it because anything that is open for oppression is at risk. It's just, unfortunately, after four, 400 years almost of oppression, oppression, black lives are at the forefront because we have to be that foundation. Again, we're the beginning. So we have to be fixed first. And everybody else that fits within those systemic lines will also be addressed based upon our sacrifices. Um And like I mentioned, you know, it's something that I have to keep talking about. And then in episode 20, I kind of rounded around by saying, um, this is the death of uh, going along to get along because, and actually the title of the episode is Staying Focused and the Death of Going Along to Get Along. Because again, as I mentioned, there have been so many statements about Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter is on the forefront and on the lips of everyone right now since the protests have begun. And it's wonderful that everyone has been so extremely vocal about recognizing the systemic oppression and racism in America. But with that, coupled with the amount of police brutality that we've seen in this country, we need action. There is no longer going to be a time for words. The times of words are over. This is now about action. This is about expectation at the companies that we do business with. They have a clear plan for how they are actively going to be a part of the solution. No more are you going to see people support organizations, I'm quite confident, of organizations that don't have a plan of how they will become an ally and a contributing part to change. Um, The protests have definitely gained attention. And I've seen a lot of people talk about them as if, you know, It's it's wrong. And don't get me wrong. I've even said I'm not a fan of looting, but I don't say the protests are wrong. The protests are not wrong. People have to protest. That's the only thing that has gotten attention. And we cannot put lives behind buildings and places. Target has plenty of money. God knows we would never want to see any building burn. A Wendy's just got set on fire. I am quite confident Wendy's will be able to rebuild. But what I'm talking about is we cannot allow it to distract us from what the true issue is. And the true issue is that we expect now is the time to change. And either you can be part of the change or you can be part of the problem. So this is now your attention is being garnered. Leverage your power. Leverage your influence. So that we can really bring about true change. Because as we understand by the nature of the country that we live in, economic power leverages that attention to true action. So those kind of like wrap up uh, in a summary all the episodes that we've covered. And now we're here. And unfortunately, there's another name to add to the list. Uh, Richard Brooks. Mr. Brooks was killed on Friday, June 12th. He fell asleep in the Wendy's drive-thru. The police were called, he was pulled over and cooperated with a field sobriety test, including being patted down and identifying that he had no weapons. He failed the test, he resisted arrest, he ran after uh, ran after taking a taser from an office, and he was shot an officer, excuse me, and he was shot. And now the videos are being shown nonstop. The Wendy's was set on fire, and unfortunately another black man has died, and has now become a part of this growing list. Um, as I said, this is truly a time where we have to be clear about our beliefs. We have to speak up for what is right and what is wrong. I mean, if you can't fall asleep in the Wendy's drive through line and make it through a field sobriety test, yes, you failed, all this good stuff, whoop-de-whoop, and you still can't come out alive, that's scary. And I think we all really need to think about that but at the same time you can only think for so long because right is right wrong is wrong and we have to be very clear about our beliefs we have to speak up what's for what's right we have to take action and that action is up to you to define what you do and how you get involved but unfortunately as I've said before You can't oppress one group without expecting that at some point in time it's going to make its way around to you. So we need to do the work that we weren't able to do many, many years ago. We've taken some baby steps, but now it's time for some real hard action and we cannot leave it all up. To this younger generation to fight and to protest. It's up to us, to my generation and the generation behind me to make sure that we leverage our influence, our resources, our power, our energy so that we can help make a better world. Because as we noticed From 21 being the magical number that we are, this is an opportunity for cooperation. This is an opportunity for trust to be built, for diplomacy. This is an opportunity to really leverage change going into this next season. Let's be powerful and intentional with how we think about things and how we treat each other. Because that's what living the well-done life is. The well-done life is truly about being able to live your best life. So that on the day when you're in, when you die, and God looks at your ledger, He can clearly say, "Well done." And it's not about living a perfect life; it's about doing your best, doing what's right, even when the face of when it seems like it's all going to go wrong. So, I hope that we have learned and dialogued some over these past seven episodes. I look forward to what the next seven will bring for us. I'm I am amazed by the amount of time that has passed and how quickly things have changed and progressed, but I am hopeful that even more change will come in these next seven weeks and that we will see things start to really be exposed and foundations to be laid and change to be had. So I thank you for catching up with me. Please don't hesitate to connect with me via email at the at gmail.com. My Twitter, IG, and Facebook handles will be in the show notes. And you can also find me on all podcast streaming platforms. Until next week, take care of yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.